Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. 2. Speak to the heart of Jerusalem, and call her, that her warfare hath been completed, that accepted hath been her punishment, that she hath received from the hand of Jehovah double for all her sins. This is a prophecy that the Lord will give Israel a time where it doesn't have to fight wars anymore. It's probably during the time when the Romans were controlling Israel because Israel really didn't have to fight against other countries during that time, and that's when Jesus came. This chapter is about Jesus Christ. 3. A voice crying in a wilderness, Prepare ye the way of Jehovah, make straight in a desert a highway to our God. The only way to make a highway or a straight road that leads to God is for us to repent of our sins. And that was the message of John the Baptist before Jesus began his ministry. And that's why John the Baptist quoted this very verse when the religious leaders asked him why he was preaching in the desert. He said that he was a voice calling out in the wilderness, telling people to repent. In the Old Testament, any time it says, make your path straight, that always refers to repentance. 4. Every valley is raised up, and every mountain and hill become low, and the crooked place hath become a plain, and the entangled places a valley. This is talking about our souls. When Jesus comes into our soul, then there's no roller coaster rides of emotions and neediness and uncontrollable drives. Everything is made plain and smooth in our soul so that we can go forward with Christ and we can keep on that straight and narrow path. We're no longer ruled by emotions, hormones, and survival instincts. We're ruled by the Lord. 5. And revealed hath been the honor of Jehovah, and seen it have all flesh together, for the mouth of Jehovah hath spoken. The honor of the Lord was revealed when Jesus came to earth. People were looking at God straight in the face for the first time. Now he was not in his glorified form, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to look at him, but they were looking into the eyes of God when they spoke to Jesus. 6. A voice is saying, Call, and he said, What do I call? All flesh is grass, and all its goodliness is as a flower of the field. This is a prophecy about John the Baptist, and the Lord called him to call men to repentance. And he must have said to the Lord, Men die so quickly. Which men do you want me to call to follow you? 7. Withered hath grass, faded the flower. For the Spirit of Jehovah blew upon it, surely the people is grass. The prophet said, People do not live very long. Our lives are as short as the life of a blade of grass or a flower. 8. Withered hath grass, faded the flower, but a word of our God riseth forever. Our own mortal lives don't last very long, but God, his word, and his glory are eternal. 9. On a high mountain get thee up, O Zion, proclaiming tidings. Lift up with power thy voice, O Jerusalem, proclaiming tidings. Lift up, fear not, say to cities of Judah, Lo, your God. 
Jesus visited Jerusalem many times when he walked on earth, but also he visited Jerusalem at least two times during his ministry, which lasted 70 weeks, a little bit over a year. His ministry did not last three and a half years, as the preachers tell us, and we'll learn that when we get to the New Testament. 10. Lo, the Lord Jehovah with strength cometh, and his arm is ruling for him. Lo, his hire is with him, and his wage before him. The arm of the Lord is his son, and his son would come to Jerusalem and preach the gospel and have authority over the words that the religious leaders spoke, and he would nullify their words and speak the words of God. The wage that he's speaking of in the higher is when we serve him, what we earn is eternal life, but if we don't serve him, we earn eternal death. 11. As a shepherd his flock he feedeth. The Lord feeds us with his very words, and that's why Jesus is the bread of life and the word of God. What he tells us to do is what we live by. With his arm he gathereth lambs. Each of us is a lamb or a sheep that the Lord has gathered as a good shepherd to follow him. And in his bosom he carrieth them, suckling ones he leadeth. The good shepherd leads the baby sheep that are still drinking milk from their mother. Those represent baby Christians who have just gotten saved. And also he carries the weak sheep those who have emotional or spiritual or physical infirmities, he will carry us when we are weak, and he will be strong for us as long as we remain in the faith and we trust him. 12. Who hath measured in the hollow of his hand the waters, and the heavens by a span he meted out, and comprehended in a measure the dust of the earth, and hath weighed in scales the mountains and the hills in a balance? Jesus Christ is the same God who also created everything. He can hold all of the water of the earth in his hand, and when he spreads his fingers out, that spans the entire universe, and he can instantly know how many particles of dust are on the earth. Or if you weigh a cup of dust, he instantly knows how many particles are in that cup. And he knows how much each mountain weighs, because he created each mountain. 13. Who hath meted out the Spirit of Jehovah, and being his counselor, doth teach him? This is asking a question. Who can counsel God, and who can measure his Spirit? Nobody. 14. With whom consulted he, that he causeth him to understand, and teacheth him in the path of judgment? and teacheth him knowledge, and the way of understanding causeth him to know. This says, Who has ever taught God anything? And who gives the Lord knowledge? Who explains anything to God? And of course that's nobody. 15. Lo, nations, as a drop from a bucket, and as small dust of the balance, have been reckoned. Lo, isles, as a small thing he taketh up. All the nations are like one drop to the Lord, and they are also as dust. The Lord can pick up any island with his fingers. 16. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor its beasts sufficient for a burnt offering. 
it says that even if you used all the cedars in the Lebanon forest to create a huge bonfire for a burnt offering and used all of the cattle and sheep in Lebanon to place on that burnt offering, it wouldn't be enough to honor the Lord. A burnt offering is an offering of consecration, meaning that we will dedicate our entire lives to the Lord, and we won't do anything that He doesn't want us to do. 17. All the nations are as nothing before Him, less than nothing and emptiness, they have been reckoned to him. Compared to God, the nations have no power at all. 18. And unto whom do ye liken God, and what likeness do ye compare to him? This says, what could we possibly compare to God to explain him? Really, there's no way we can explain God. He is too great. 19. The graven image poured out hath an artisan, and a refiner with gold spreadeth it over and chains of silver he is refining. 20. He who is poor, by heave offerings, a tree not rotten doth choose, a skillful artisan he seeketh for it, to establish a graven image not moved, in order to have a demon god or a fake god to worship, people have to create it, they have to go and find wood that isn't rotten, that they can carve, or they have to fashion metal, in a certain image, and then overlay it with gold, and put a silver chain around its neck, to make it look important, but it's all handmade. 21. Do ye not know? Do ye not hear? Hath it not been declared from the first to you? Have ye not understood from the foundations of the earth? This verse was quoted by Jesus in the New Testament, when he was rebuking the religious leaders telling them, why don't you know what the Bible says? Why don't you know what the Lord has always told us? They should have known that He is God, but they only believed in their own works and their own doings. 22. He who is sitting on the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are as grasshoppers. He who is stretching out as a thin thing the heavens and spreadeth them as a tent to dwell in. This is talking about the atmosphere that is spread around the world, and it gives us a tent to dwell in so that we don't have to touch space, because space is not inhabitable by us. According to the Bible, space is made of water, and we can't live in water. So we have an atmosphere full of air that we can live in. And it says he sits on the circle of the earth. Some people think that this means that the earth is flat, but when you add it with other verses in the Bible, the Bible seems to say that the earth is spherical, like a ball. A ball in one dimension is a circle, so I think that's what it's talking about. And it may also be talking about the atmosphere itself and how it's rounded and circular. 23. He who is making princes become nothing judges of earth as emptiness hath made. The Lord can turn a prince into a pauper, and a judge into the defendant. 24. Yea, they have not been planted. Yea, they have not been sown. Yea, not taking root in the earth is their stock. And also he hath blown upon them, and they wither, and a whirlwind as stubble taketh them away. Isaiah says prophetically, 
the Lord can blow away the life of a powerful person just as if it's straw blowing in the wind. 25. And unto whom do ye liken me, and am I equal, saith the Holy One? The Holy One is the right arm of God, his Son. So this is Jesus speaking. And he says, Who is my equal? 26. Lift up on high your eyes, and see, who hath prepared these, he who is bringing out by number their host. To all of them by name he calleth, by abundance of strength, and he is strong in power, not one is lacking. The Lord says, I made all of the stars, and I have a name for every single one of them, and all of them know the name that I have given them. The stars are very powerful, and yet I created them. No one else did. 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest thou, O Israel, my way hath been hid from Jehovah, and from my God my judgment passeth over? The Lord says, Why do you think that I don't notice your sin, and that you can get away with stuff? You know, today there's so many Christians who don't think that God notices their sins. In fact, they're taught the false doctrine in churches that God cannot even see their sin because his son died on the cross. This doctrine is found nowhere in the Bible. The apostles and Jesus never taught this to anyone. But today, pastors are teaching that because Jesus died on the cross, if you simply believe he died, then the Father cannot ever see your sin, and he can only see Jesus. There's a name for this doctrine. It's called positional salvation, and it means that God turns his back on your sinful lifestyle and positions himself only to see his son on the cross. This is complete blasphemy and is found nowhere in the Old or the New Testament. This verse, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27, speaks the truth. How dare you think that you can hide your sin from me? You will never hide your sin from me. And that's the truth. All of us must repent. We don't get instantly forgiven just because Jesus died on the cross. Because if that were true, then all the pagans and the witches and the atheists would be forgiven as well. If you want to believe that you're forgiven only because you know Jesus died on the cross, then that means that everybody on the planet has to get saved, because the atheists know that he died on the cross too. They just don't care. The Bible says that we must repent, and that's what Jesus himself said in the New Testament. 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? The God of the age, Jehovah, preparer of the ends of the earth, is not wearied nor fatigued. There is no searching of his understanding. The Lord never gets tired. He's alert and awake and active all the time. There's nothing we can hide from him, and there's nothing we can teach him. We can never comprehend all that he knows. 29. He is giving power to the weary. And to those not strong, he increaseth might. It's always the weak that he glorifies himself in. So if you have a lot of infirmity and weakness in your life, if you're not good at public speaking and you're not very attractive and you don't have enough money to buy a nice outfit and you're not physically or healthy or you don't have any connections or you don't have an education, 
or nobody is in love with you and wants to marry you, or you can't get a promotion, you are the weak in whose life the Lord can be glorified if you just obey Him and remain strong in the faith and trust Him for everything. He will do mighty wonders in your life. 30. Even youths are wearied and fatigued, and young men utterly stumble. Even young, healthy people fall down and get tired, but not the Lord. 31. But those expecting Jehovah pass to power. They raise up the pinion. As eagles, they run and are not fatigued. They go on and do not faint. This says those who put their trust in the Lord will fly like eagles. They won't get tired. This is talking about spiritual strength. When you're physically and emotionally and socially and psychologically weak, the Lord can cause you to stand strong in the faith. If you simply resist sin and trust Him and obey Him, He will make your faith as strong as the wings of an eagle, and He will allow you to continue on in that faith throughout your entire life, never yielding and never giving up. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 40.